traditional sovereignty is is all about the love. Once you have that, you can't. No, no one can hurt you. No one can. It's so so simple. You can't go into you know a Woolies aisle three, top shelf, and there's a box full of sovereignty that you buy. You know, and then all of a sudden, that's right, brother, and you, and, okay. and then you're all good to go for the rest of your life. No, it doesn't happen. It's not any good. Um, be expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's how powerful um, the original sovereignty is. That's what sovereignty means to be connected to country and connected to culture. To reason with someone is to motivate them to do or accept topics, ideas, and this podcast is about the relationship with ourselves and the relationship with others, finding our stability in our self-worth and how do we actually be in healthy relationships. We find this out through connection, compassion, and communication. Reach out, connect with me, like, subscribe, comment. I want to unpack whatever it is that we can to really get to the nitty and gritty of finding out how do we get better in ourselves and how do we get better in our relationship. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. No, no, no. No, he needs to know. Remember me before you Haven't met you yet. Three, two, one. Oh yeah, Reason With Me podcast, we're back and we've got some guests. I am blown away by this powerhouse that I've got coming on to the podcast. I've wanted to have an Aboriginal uh, individual come on and talk about culture and unfortunately I was unable to have... Um, an Aboriginal woman when I was uh, seriousing uh, women on the podcast and as she was, I think, I believe her mum was unwell and, and um, paying respects to her and uh, would have been so grateful to have her. But lucky enough, um, was able to find an incredible mentor, an incredible elder in, in his community and and has touched the lives of, of many people, including myself, in in really breaking it down, you know, keeping it simple in how how we can come back to culture and what that means for us and how we can get well. And, oh, my God, I do a lot of <sighs> and whoo, and you, you'll probably be able to tell. If you're watching video, you'll see me shake it about, and if you're um, just doing the audio, you'll notice lots of, uh, oh, my gods, because, um, yeah, lots of goosebumps and chilling moments. So, so let me introduce Zeke Shaw. Zeke is an original custodian of the Wiradjuri people in Wellington, New South Wales, through his mum and the Jabakai people uh, of Cairns, Queensland, through his father, um, both tribal sovereign nations. Zeke is the youngest of nine siblings, seven boys and two girls, and was the only formally educated in his family. He's a teacher by trade of 10 years in education, 14 years within the law sector through the police force, the sheriff's uh, office, and the court systems. Uh, he also had 20 years country rugby league refereeing of New South Wales, and I'm sure he tossed the ball around as himself and was quite a natural in his abilities. Uh, he resides in the Brisbane area and is actively involved with the Australia Project TAP, 
which provides support and guidance to local communities um, and local TAP groups. Zeke also operates and owns his own cultural consultancy, which supports and empowers and guides workplace cultures and businesses that are committed to closing the gap between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal communities and families. All that is just an understatement of what this guy has to offer. He is such an incredible person in the way that he connects and in the way that he articulates and can communicate how we simply can get better uh, within our true self and how we can come back to our relationship with our culture and really break it down in a way that allows us to grow and heal enjoy all right zeke welcome to the podcast so good to have you jackson it's uh it's a real pleasure to be here with you today i am super keen to get the ball rolling and talk all things self-worth relationship culture everything um in the limited time that we have <laughs> but we'll see what we can get <laughs> through um so Tell me a bit more about you. Who the hell are you? What do you do? Yeah, 100%. Happy to, uh, to volunteer that up for you and your, and your audience. Um, and before I think I go any further into that, which I'm very happy to do so, um, let's just pay our respects or I think and acknowledge, you know, those many different tribal sovereign nations right across this beautiful continent that we call Australia, so we call it home. Um, so in relation to that, my, my, my friend, I'd like to acknowledge all our traditional owners right across this beautiful vast country we call Australis and we call home. But I'd also like to acknowledge and pay respects to the elders past and present. I think it's important, Jackson, that as part of my endorsement to country today, I, I also like to acknowledge um, those uh, leaders that are emerging moving forward because without those guys, my, my little brother, we, uh, we don't have any vision. We don't have any way moving forward of what that looks like for us in the future. Um, and part of my acknowledgement also be to acknowledge those that did not make it home, Jackson, um, the stolen generations, those that have been kidnapped as part of the historical uh, events of um, of this country. So without further ado, brother, um, yeah, yeah, let's have hope our meeting today is a, is a really good one. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm so blessed and, and, and honoured to have you. So yeah, tell us a bit more about, about you and your story and whatever you feel like sharing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, I hadn't had much practice in relation to um, you know, talking about myself. I think that's quite often, often the case over the last 50 years. I've been given you know, plenty of opportunities to talk about other people's journeys and especially um, workplaces that I've been very fortunate to work with. But look, I'll give it a fair, give it a fair crack, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I uh, my, my my full name is Ezekiel Epaphrodite Shaw. It's a biblical name, and it carries two uh, remarkable prophets that was given to me as a as a natural gift by my father, who's passed through that particular space. But he also too is a a, a traditional sovereign man of the Jabbokai tribal nation of Queensland near Cairns. Uh, my mother on the other side is a traditional was well, a traditional custodian of the sovereign people of the Wiradjuri people of Wellington, New South Wales, down towards Dubbo, Bathurst, Orange area. Um, so I was very fortunate to grow up in a very sovereign, loving, uh, Christian-natured environment. You know, um, the, the youngest of uh, nine siblings, 
seven boys and two, yeah, two girls, yeah, uh, and the only formula, formally educated one out of all of us, um, which isn't which is really at the end of the day is here or there for me, but it just basically I think leans towards defining us as people of who we are in mm. the skin that we wear today. Mm. But my very humble beginnings began in a small town called Wellington. Then, um, and the rugby league was a way at the start, Jackson, to um, to be involved, to connect, to you know uh, to find friends, socialise, because like so many uh, Aboriginal people, Jackson, we were forced to live on missions and reserves. These were places very much like concentration camps that were designed by the Australian government for Aboriginal people to be forced to reside on and be managed as such by what we call back then mission managers. But as time progressed throughout uh, you know, throughout history, the last 240 years in this country at least anyways, um, as, as challenging as that was for, for my people there at Wellington, um, we, 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 we had beautiful leadership, we had beautiful culture, you know, we, we maintained our, our ceremonies and we maintained our language and we, um, we hid that in certain ways where we empowered our young. Um, mm. And so I was very fortunate for one of those mm. to come through that leadership with the, and we often call that as a rod of passage, mm. to which I'm very happy to talk about you know, throughout, the, throughout this morning. But mm. um, when you come through with such a cultural rod of passage like that, Jackson, it's an amazing what happens. There's, there's not many things in this world, brother, that can hurt you when you come through something like that, you know. Um, and that's why I'm very fortunate to, to, to be here today and, and share exactly what that experience looks like. So, you know, sport, um, great social networks, um, then leapfrog into that academic space, you know, over the last 10 years or during a 10-year period of my life. Um, and I was very fortunate that that, and that began continued to begin a uh, uh, a storyline, that's what we call a mm. dream story mm. uh, of connections with other tribal sovereign nations, mm. So, um, which, which expands over 50 years, you know. Um, so in a nutshell, I was very fortunate to have that old school leadership mentorship, mm. you know, that brings me up to today to empower other people with cultural and relevant knowledge. Yeah. And I remember you training... Training me a couple of years ago, maybe, um, and just blew me away, mate. It was so obviously the, the the stuff that you've learned along the way and the leadership that you've been given to be able to now pass that on and educate so that we can just be better, just do better um, as a whole. Um, I think you really articulated really well, and I got so much out of that. Um, so yeah, always been very grateful and always been keen to snatch you up and get you in here. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the thing that I, you've already said the word, my favorite word connection, uh, a few times. And I think that's just the way, um, the way we get, where we get well. And, um, when we look at what you've just said, I think tribe and community and coming togetherness has allowed you to be in the space you've been, but also allowed a lot of, like you said, there's, there's not much that can hurt you when you have such, such a group, such a tribe. I'm so keen to hear more about that because in my opinion, as a, as a society, I don't think we've got it as much anymore um, in, in across the world, across the world. I think we've, we've become a bit more individualized and, and we're all getting a bit sick and, 
more sick than we might have used to be when we were more together. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, and, and let's use the, the most current experience that everyone is experiencing because it comes back to that word connect that you so respectfully shared with us now, you know. Um, look, corona, coronavirus, it's, 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 it's really chucked a spanner in the works with, the, um, with everyone around the world, yeah, mm-hmm. over the last two and uh, moving on to three years now. And um, <clears throat> whatever people's take is on that, um, I'm not here to, to delve in what it looks like in relation to, um, you know, injections, what it, what, it, what it looks like in terms of um, uh, individual experiences. But let's, let, let's have this conversation to bring it back to the word connect because this is exactly what this is and it's allowing now um, human beings, it's allowing the human race, uh, those that really are looking for what you say is their tribe and it is. And they are looking for, um, you know, people to connect with um, that are away from what they've been coerced into into thinking. Um, again, not wanting to go down that path too thick, but it's important to realise today that um, I'm finding it, it's a remarkable opportunity for um, not just Aboriginal people of Australia, but it's very... Um, it's a great opportunity where um, all human beings are really wanting to be a part of other people's lives. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether you're white, it doesn't matter whether you're black, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, and it doesn't matter whether you're young or old. People are really reaching out, wanting to be a part of um, their new tribe. And, to, and as part of that is all about acceptance. Now, one of the most remarkable things that I find, Jackson, which is absolutely a pretty cool thing, by the way, yeah, is... With Aboriginal culture, brother, you know, um, what non-Aboriginal people did not realise for a very, very long time, 240 odd years of oppression in this country, what non-Aboriginal people didn't realise is that Aboriginal people, we've always loved you. It's so simple. And I want to repeat that. Brother, we've always loved um, white people. Always have. The only reason why... Um, did not know that is because you've been told that. Mm. Because there's things in between us, the white fellas and the black fellas, and I say that quite sincerely, respectfully, without any derogative terms whatsoever, mm. um, that um, wanted to use that as a device uh, mechanism, wanted to segregate, you know, of people coming together. And whatever label you want to put on that, that's a matter for anyone in this, yeah, as part of our audience today. Um, you can put a label, you can, put, you can say government, so whatever you like, but that's exactly what's happened here. So Corona has brought about an opportunity where um, people are now being forced to have their human rights taken away from them, to have their freedoms taken away from them, to be dictated to about where they can live, how they can live, um, when can they leave their front door, when they can't, you know, and when they can eat, what can they drink. So basically that short picture of a controlled environment, a micro-managed environment, is simply um, a description of Aboriginal people's lives over the last 240 years in this country. So for Aboriginal people, Jackson, we're very, very excited for you. We're very, very excited, my brother. And, and Aboriginal people are like this, brother. Look, we've got our arms open like this. We go, welcome home. What is it that we would like to do, mate? Because we love you all. Because mm. what you're experiencing over the last 200 big years, Aboriginal people have lived 
lived that experience for the last 250 odd years of oppression. Yeah. So it's exciting times right now. And um, everywhere I go now, everywhere um, that I, and everyone that I touch base with, Jackson, um, it, it does. There are people that have been wanting to reach out and just extend their hearts and go, you know what, we did not know. Mm. We did not know that Aboriginal people loved us and were waiting for us to come up to the real family. And that's what we say, connect. That's what we say, the real tribe. It's the human family, brother. Yeah. I wonder how many times I'm going to get goosebumps in this little chat. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's, you're so right. And I think what I think about right here definitely really touched on, um, you know, I resonate with it so much with what you're talking about because I've believed it for so long. We look at something like intergenerational trauma. It just, you, and, and everything that you just said about what, what you've experienced and, and what we've gone through and now there's starting to be this similarity in that which we shared um, community in, in, in oppression, in, in, I guess, perspective. And that, you, you got, we've got to turn to the best. You guys are the best teachers. The, the history and, and the community and the, and the resilience is, is where we learn it. When we look at intergenerational trauma and the past and the past and the past and how far we need to go back to look at, you know, what's going on. We think that that's, that's the only thing that it's, it's happened. But now, because of the guidance, because of, I guess, the experiences that you, you've been able to either share or we've been able to watch and see, is that it's, it's happening all around us. And if we listen and watch and actually be open arms and, and accept the love and, and connect, we'll learn so much because you've done, you've, you know, you for yourself, Zeke, just, you've done an incredible job to be able to be where you are today and, and, and thrive, in my opinion. Um, we, need, we need more of that. We need, to, we need to get sat down and like grab some of the shoulders and go, listen, this is how we stay well and this is what we need to do. And, um, I think I think that's a big part. I think we all need to turn a little bit more to those that have been through and continue to go through and learn how they still come back to connection in order to survive, in order to thrive. So that was a bit of a rant, but um, tell me, Z, <laughs> um, what what does that relationship with culture and that relationship to community? bring and mean for you yeah i'd love to i'd love to unpack that in very simple terms if i can i'll have a i'll have a really good crack at that for the audience as well what is culture what does it feel like and what does it look like yeah when you're when you've when you come from that well it, for me it's very simple here we go first of all you cannot separate anything from whether it be the land whether it be language whether it be customs and ceremony and dance whether it be story Right. Whether it be elders, whether it be cousins, whether it be your extended families and kinships, you cannot separate any of that. So if I can start with that really glued, you know, wonderful warm picture, that's that's a good way to start. Now inside of all of that, right, there's teaching, there's all of those things that play a part at different times when you grow up. Yeah. And there's and there's elders that have a have a have a have a role to play. And these elders will not be so what we say um, blood related to you, but they have a cultural obligation in that sense 
to coach and mentor and assess and evaluate you in your growing stages of development. Yeah, this is this is when you're connected to culture and to country. Now, when you come through this process, you you can you can sort of this you can sort of picture now that oh wow, you've got all of these different Aboriginal elders at different times of your life giving you beautiful pieces of cultural information. But that pieces of cultural information, Jackson, as I shared with you before in your training, you know, a good uh, couple of years ago when we sat together uh, with, the, with the other team members, um, it is it, that information is actually aligned with your characteristics and personality. Mm. So what information Jackson might get from a particular elder in his community at a particular time and at his growth spurt will not be necessarily um, tailored or provided to someone else because that piece of information for you, Jackson, is tailored to your characteristics and personality. Yeah? So for me, when I draw it back into my experience, when Zeke was growing up, you know, I, the, I, my eldest saw in me very, very early in the piece that I was going to, I had the capacity and the natural gift given by these old people. And when I say this now in relation to the word old people, if you want to call that spirits, if you want to call that God or Jesus, or Buddha, it, it, that's okay. Whatever label you want to put on that, because for, for Aboriginal people, it's the same thing. Mm. It doesn't matter. It's the higher power. Okay. But as long as you, you know, it, whatever whatever resonates with people in our you know, listening to this, you know, this podcast today, hundred percent, it, it's all the same stuff. And I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. So once you give, once they identified this natural gift that I'd had, which the gift was basically that I could take information and I could communicate it in a way and then actually let it let it come out of my mouth in a way where actually people can really hear what I'm saying. In a very, very simple way. Um, now that seems to be a little bit easy. That's quite amazing because a lot of people can't do it. But yeah, it's comical, right? But here's the thing. So what they did was they I was guided by my elders and my mentors then to be, become an educator. And, you know, then this journey wasn't a journey that I picked, it's a journey that I followed. And I think, you know, people that are, including yourself, Jackson, that might resonate with you a little bit as well. But, you know, let's come back to what does culture look like, what does it feel like, and all that sort of stuff. Now that you sort of got a bit of a taste of, well, all of these elders come at different times of your lives and give you this information, yeah? And it's up to that individual then as they grow to use that information to the best way they can mould themselves to be the best version of them at the particular stages of their lives. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, you you get a couple of cracks at this sort of stuff. You do. Right? You do. Now, here's the thing. When you get to a particular age in your own local community, so say, for example, Zeke, Shaw and Jackson, we grew up in a small community called Wellington, New South Wales, yeah, of Australia. And we've we've come to an age where we're about 17, 18. And we kind of get the feeling that, you know, Jackson, there's no more growth here at this stage. But what happens is this. Then you then if you're lucky, and I say if you're lucky, then if you're lucky because you're true to yourself and you stand in your own truth and, and you honour the gifts and the knowledge that were given to you by your elders of your community, you're actually invited then onto your Riverline story. And what that is, is that you're invited into other tribal sovereign nations to sit with their elders 
what the what happens now, Jackson, is that you're now you're now invited into over X amount of years moving forward to share their cultural knowledge and information to be imparted onto you. What that now looks like is it's like you're just now gone into a university degree for the rest of your life, where you'll just be empowered with information and given this this this, this source of cultural um, obligation and, and you know and, and necessary um, acknowledge that you can actually apply not just yourself as a moulding moving forward new leader for your own people, but you actually are now being entrusted in a, and put in a position to heal, to close the gap. To empower others around you to mm. become the better, better, the best version of themselves. That's what that looks like. So now, if you now if you look at um, Zeke and Jackson at the age of seventeen, turned eighteen, and they leave Wellington. Now they turn fifty years of age, and we've travelled all the way through all of these different communities and different tribal sovereign nations, and sat with so many elders along the way, to which we have. Mm-hmm. Can you can you can you see how how empowering and how beautiful that thing is. Mm. I love that. I love, I love, this is where we take, how do we take what, what you're giving us and how do we take the lesson here? You said the different stages, you know, and what I resonate with is to like, to be a sponge, to really soak it up. There's different stages and different opportunities if we're lucky. So we look at, you know, I work a lot of my a lot of my week is in 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 addiction treatment centers, and the different stages, the sponges that they were soaking up were not the right sponges, right? And and they and they got that stuck. So when they got to their river lines in their life, they couldn't cross, right? Yes. They, they couldn't join. Yes. They couldn't they couldn't connect. Instead, they found they found other ways to do that. But then the stage when they find themselves in a space to heal, that's where they can grab. That's where they can, you know, finally step into that, that beautiful river line and then continue on from there. So I kind of see it as that starting point when you start to learn becomes this, this family of origin, you know, where you grow up, who you connect with, how you bring people in. And then the opportunity for your river lines and, and stepping into that other sovereign land and, and tribe is that choice, family of creation, where we might start to really, we get to choose who, who we want a part of that circle. And they're not too different of how, how our lives sort of start to be. But looking at it like that, when I hear music, is like, that's how I stay well and it's how I've kept getting better in me. And that's been through, like you said, being true to myself, really listening to what that is, and then allowing myself to connect in relationships. Maybe I wasn't ready at 18, like you were. <laughs> I don't think many of us were, I think, Jackson. <laughs> what did happen? What happened? I was late. I was late. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, I, can I comment with what you're sharing with us as well just now? Um, and it's, it's this one um, let's let's take a non-Aboriginal person now that's that's wanting so hungry for this for this tribe, so hungry to find their their place, so hungry to to be accepted and to be loved, you know, and to stand in their truth to continue to do so. <clears throat> this mm. is the beautiful part about it, Jackson. Here we go. 
when you say you could have said a true word, I love where you think it's at, which is fantastic. Here we go. <laughs> then you said they get to a particular part of the storyline, the river line, and they can't go any further. Yeah, this is where the original sovereign people come into the picture at this moment in your life. You, if you're very fortunate and you and you stand in your own truth, authentically, organically, and Aboriginal people recognise this, and you have the ability to connect quite mm. quite authentically with Aboriginal people. Mm. What Aboriginal people will do, much like I have, yeah, they will offer up you. They will give you exactly who they are. They will give you all of all of that what you're searching for. So basically, what that means is, if I like you, Jackson, mm. right, I actually then give you everything that that, that I am. So you inherit all my 50 years of my storyline, all of my traditions, all of my totems, all of my all of my knowledge. Mm. What that means is this, and it only takes a split second to do it, quite literally a split second. When I give that to you, like I have done with other people in my life, they automatically inherit all of my teaching, all of my knowledge. And every every piece of information and cultural knowledge that's, that I've been privy to, that I've been invited into from all the different tribal sovereign nations from, that's made up my 50 years of my journey, they inherit it just like that. And what that means is they will be protected by all of those Aboriginal people of all of those different types of tribal nations, their mothers, their children, their fathers, their brothers. But that's only given because if people stand true to their word and stand in their truth and honour their heart, they speak from their heart. Because sovereignty, traditional cultural sovereignty, Jackson, you know this anyways, but I'll put it on the table for all of us to sort of, you know, to hear it. Traditional sovereignty is is all about the love. Once you have that, you can't, no, no one can hurt you. No one can. It's so, so simple. You can't go into, you know, a Woolies aisle three, top shelf, and there's a box full of sovereignty that you buy, you know, and then all of a sudden, that's right, brother, and you and, okay. and then you're all good to go for the rest of your life. No, it doesn't happen. It's not any good. Right. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's how powerful um, the original sovereignty is. That's what sovereignty means, to be connected to country and connected to culture. So you can't separate any of it. And probably, my, if you give me an opportunity now, at this point, I can respectfully um, uh, describe describe um, ownership. Mm-hmm. Do blackfellas own? Do blackfellas own Australia? Do blackfellas own the land? Well, the answer is no. Let me tell you what that means. Mm. Being an original sovereign person of Australia, of Australia, of this country we call home, we are the custodians of it. When you break down the word custodian, it's like we're the caretakers, we're the landlords. Yeah, we we care and nurture what that resource is. But mm. here's the thing: you cannot separate the custodian from the land. So whilst we don't own it, we always are connected to it because we have a cultural obligation to care for it. For non-Aboriginal people, there's been a really mis- 
guided piece of information, and that's been architected, you know, an architect, a part of design by the government to mislead non-Aboriginal people, to think that Aboriginal people are very angry, very violent, we're domestic violence perpetrators, we're drunks, we're alcoholics, you know, we're, we're, we're drug addicts, you know, we, we break and enter, you can't, you can't trust us. It's actually the other way around. As guardians, we'll be given by the powers that be, and again, let's say this, you know, whether it be spirits, God or Jesus or Buddha, doesn't matter what label you want to put on it, I say that quite respectfully, it's the same thing, same power. We were given that responsibility because, because of the sovereign, because of the love that we have for Mother Nature. So we're not, we're very loving people, very caring people. And what I'm now going to share with you is this. This thing we call Australia and all its minerals and all its resources, hey, Jackson, it's always been meant to be shared, brother. Mm. Mm. It's always meant to be shared. No one owns it. And what, but here's the thing. It wasn't meant to be raped. It wasn't meant to be murdered. It wasn't meant to be stolen. It wasn't meant, wasn't meant to be fenced up on a mission or reserve. And it wasn't certainly meant to be, you know, to be um, molested in all of its, in all of its, you know, t- t- tyranny. It's, it's all of those things that's not meant to be. But here it is. Aboriginal people still have our hearts that are open, brother. And Corona has now allowed us to, to bring every one of you home and go, welcome home, you fellas. We love you. What do you want to do now? Yeah. It's about choice, though, isn't it? You've got to step into that space. It takes vulnerability, takes takes your truth, which you know takes takes people time to, to to see and to get and to witness within themselves and others. But you know, like I've been doing lectures on on depression, anxiety recently, and you know, are you keen to hear you know your cultural perspective on on mental illness? But it's like we're just a bunch of humans with these unmet needs and this disconnection. We don't need to make these big textbooks that tell us it's blah, 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 and X, Y, Z, and ABC. Here's the criteria for you. Bing, bang, bong. You've got a mental illness. We, we're disconnected. We, we don't know how to come back to our self or back to our people or find the people that are going to bring us that stuff. And that the lessons are there. We've got to, again, be open. and. This is the time when COVID has gave, given people this opportunity and realization. And sometimes that's, that's been thrust and forced upon in, in our reflection. But again, it comes down to choice. We're, we're going to step into that. Are we going to embrace or recognize the importance of going, I need to be a part of others because I realize how difficult it is to be by myself and what that truly means. And how do I solve it? How do I? I guess connect back to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way you describe that for the self and the audience as well, where you offer up the thought of people need to step into that space and to trust themselves, to take that leap of faith, mm. to connect. And, and you're absolutely right, Jackson. And I love the way you put that. So thank you very much. People do need to take that leap of faith to step into that. And once they do that, they, they will find that there are sovereign original custodians that have been waiting for a very, very long time in that space waiting for you. And brother, cost you nothing. Cost you nothing. Simplifies the healing as well, right? It does, my brother. So complex.
complicated and complex and unachievable. That's right. Anyway. That's right. And then when 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 non-Aboriginal people actually experience or allow themselves, number one, the faith to take that leap of faith, you know, and back themselves to go into that space that you quite respectfully share with us, and they then give themselves the opportunity to sit with sovereign people. Yeah, they they actually realise that once once they start to work and feel and mould and sit on country with those beautiful sovereign people, which cost doesn't cost them a cent, they start to realise. I oh, hang on for a minute. This is really easy stuff. What what you know? Hang on. This is, this was supposed to be complicated. This is love can't be this easy. It, it, life cannot be that simple. When they when they experience that, they come to that conclusion, and and they do. It's a soul searching, massive thing, massive thing. And then they they do. They get to a point, Jackson, where they go, you know what? I've got I've really got to tell someone this. I've got to tell these other fellows over here, you know, because they they need to know this stuff that Aboriginal people are they're waiting for us to come home. Mm. This country is all our country. It's all our sovereign land. It belongs to all of us. And the, uh, what just came up for me is, is a lot of the time, definitely uh, I would say non-Aboriginal people, you might be able to speak for the Aboriginal people, is we wait until we're unwell to come together and connect in groups and tribes. But in your experience, yarning and, and connection circles, they don't they don't need to be at the at the brink. They don't need to be at our when we're empty. It's an ongoing thing to continue to fill up that sovereignty and that love rather than wait until we're in dismay and empty. Would, would I be right in, in saying that? Yeah, absolutely, Jackson. And we've, in, in all fairness to to most Australians, and let's take a big massive, massive leap of faith here, Jackson. It's 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 all people around the world that have been conditioned 100%. by their own local governments to think that you know the only the only reason why you have to connect with other with other people is when you've got a a work task that needs to be clarified, yeah. or whether it's purposely driven in a workspace, when really. Culture is the other way around. We connect because it's the it's the human thing to do. It's the spiritual thing to do. Mm. It's what drives the, the most the most strongest, the most authentic, the most powerful muscle that you'll ever ever have. The brain itself is called the heart. And that heart speaks volumes. The heart tells you exactly what you what you need to know, what you want. Whether you listen to that brain called the heart. That's another thing, because some people deny what their hearts are trying to tell them. But culture is—that's the center piece of what culture really is. It's driven by love, by sovereignty, and, and what, whatever that means for you, whatever that, wherever you can learn it to create your own, like you said, with your own personality and characteristics, and and what what you bring different to what another person's bring. I just want to repeat what you said: the the cultural element is that we connect because it's a human thing to do how incredibly beautifully simple is that <laughs> it's simple right like come on people <laughs> <laughs> it's that <laughs> jackson it's that simple isn't it exactly it's, it's that simple and when i get an opportunity to sit with um or other way around as well 
we're non-Aboriginal people, we don't give themselves an opportunity to sit with Zeke Shaw. Um, no, I don't have all the answers, but by Joe, I'll tell you what, I well, one or two one or two things you know, figured out in this world after 50 years of you know, walking walking a straight line, well, not so straight, but anyways. But um, yeah, that people start to really think about, well, Zeke, wow, is it that simple? And yeah, it is. It doesn't cost you anything. And we've all been lied to. We've all been conditioned in a way to drive away from what the heart wants, what the heart needs, you know. Yeah, and we've been programmed to think that the brain inside our heads is the main muscle. It's not. We've been programmed to start to feel things. And that's exactly right, Jackson. Exactly right. right. And, when, yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing too, brother. You couldn't have said it such a but true thing. Aboriginal people are, uh, and I'll say this in a really nice, kind way, we're very touchy-feely people because that's a language within itself that speaks volumes, that speaks more than a thousand words. So when when you see Aboriginal people um, introduce each other um, or meet each other, it's it's a it's a it's a embrace and it's a loving embrace of of of, of some kind, you know, um, accompanied with a beautiful smile from ear to ear. That speaks volume. It's not the corporate handshake. It doesn't happen that way for Aboriginal people. So even those type of mannerisms, those type of behaviours, you can see that where culture is driven from a very, very different place for a very, very different purpose, it's to connect. Like you're saying, Jackson, it's to connect from me to you and to others around us. That's that's what bonds us and that's what human human beings are looking for because we are. We're human beings. And, and, And I imagine it's never a good thanks how are you. With you, Zeke. It's, uh, it's not. So it's, it's, it's really, very That's right, brother. I mean, I want to hear That's how you right. Are, whereas the rest That's of the right. class pays busy going, not in our bodies at all, people, which is a um, yeah, right. majority of us. It's good. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> Next. That's <laughs> it, brother. That's it. My 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 elders back at home um, said to me, and I picked the same message up as I went through difficult problems tribal sovereign nations and speaking with other elders as well over the last 50 years, mm. they, the message was always repeated to me that don't ask someone how they are if you don't have a genuine 30 to 40 minutes to sit down because if they respond and say they're not well, yeah, you can't just get up and walk away. And we got the space. So you've got to be, you've got to be authentic in your approach. So if you're mm. going to ask someone how they are, give them the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. And this is where this is why I'm having you on here, Zeke. It's exactly right, because we've got to change, you know, we've got to shift slowly. Um, and I think we've come a really long way and and uh you know, our diversity actually helps with this when we look at COVID and the um devastating effects that it's had on our disconnection, loneliness and and I guess um pain. Um but also what it's what it's brought as well, and and we keep growing on that. But that this is where we want to slowly get to. And if we simplify it, we keep it really simple, so it's not this unachievable external based thing. And look at worth and truth as we've we've had it this whole time. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's the beautiful part about it, Jackson. You couldn't have said another true thing. Or you know what, white folk, and I say this quite in a cool way, white yeah. folk always had it brother you've always had it but here's the thing you just you just didn't have the light bulb switched on yeah. that's all it is yeah, yeah yeah that's all it is 
And we, we look we look externally to get it. We look externally to get it. Um and and as if we never had it. Well we didn't we did we had it the whole time and and um if we look and this is you know the beautiful thing that you shared this whole time is we just look in to those that don't just stay in uh just the surface level and are able to each interaction and connection that they have is it touches on the deeper depending where other people are at but it, it always tries to go just a little more connected then that's all we need to do just watch how how they've got a, their dimmer on a little bit more than me that's right bro it's free like you keep saying it literally just <laughs> it costs you nothing it costs you nothing and um and this is what i'm finding with you know especially with men's business yeah. uh and i'm not just focusing on aboriginal men i'm focusing on all men yeah. white and black young and old when when Men get to a certain point in their life, and they and they do. They, it's, whether it's a, a, a midlife crisis, whether it's a, a bit of depression, whether it's just self medicating with alcohol, whatever that may be, they get to a point where they they start to question the norm. You know, is what I'm feeling the right thing? Am I am I a man? Am I am I here and, and delivering my purpose? Do I have a purpose? You know, am I doing it right? And so when when they start to reach out and start to explore and question some of those, you know, past conditioning as a child, and they come in contact with me and other people like me, um, it, it does take a little bit of time to sort of sit with them, share share some thoughts, you know, and and offer up and volunteer a little bit of that sovereignty, love, and culture to to wrap around what that looks like in a cultural context of our what what cultural men do how significant that is and when it's described to those particular men because what society says we're 10 feet tall and bulletproof and we don't cry we'll see culture's the other way around you know culture's totally the opposite of that culture's like we need to grieve we need to cry we need to share but here's the thing what's dead set center in culture is called the woman mother and everything evolves around the woman in our sovereign nations because she's the giver of life. Then if you look at just a simple term like that, if you look at the earth in which we get our minerals and our food, we refer to that land as mother because it feeds us, it gives us life, it, it, it produces life. So it's sovereign people. And when we explain this to, to men that want to go, and strip away the old conditionings of 10 feet tall and tall and bulletproof and we don't cry, and then you start to now um, invest that cultural information into them and they, they start to accept it, they actually they actually start to realise, hang on for a minute, now I'm starting to grow. Mm. Now I'm starting to realise that, hang on, my wife's not just my wife, like she's everything that I am. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be here without my mother. I wouldn't be here. With... So all of a sudden you, you start to have this, Whatever that looks like for individual people, hey Jackson. Yeah. But that's but brother, that's culture. That's love. That's that's sovereignty, brother, right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brother, it's, it's simple stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like it's warm. Filling <laughs> your hands like very gentle the way you're describing things for those that can see the video. But it's like yeah. you're right, it's it's we all gotta come back to the mother what that means for us. 
That's where we get our nectar. That's where we get our comfort. That's where we get our protection. All these things that we might have missed out on and now we've got to kind of do for ourselves, we come back to what that looks like for us, whether that's nature, whether that's our, like our sisters, whether that's our, uh, our grandmas, our mums, our, whatever we find, our food, like how we give back to ourselves is our original thing, connection, nurture, comfort, protection. This is what we need to grow. This is what we need to stay well. And it's as simple as that. It's so simple. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Look, it is, it is. And um, I, I love I love this this conversation we're having, you know, Jackson. So I'm very, very grateful that you've given us an opportunity to, to sort of unpack a few ideas here, you know. Um, because it's all it's all organic and it's all true and it's just a wonderful opportunity where we can start to, to put what culture really is on the table for for yourself and others. And you've got a great grip on this thing because, you know, you and I have had previous conversations before, you know, and I'm very grateful of that. But here you're creating a space where people can go, well, hang on, is that Aboriginal culture from Australia? Is that what that looks like? Is that what it sounds like? <laughs> you know? So, brother, I, I think hats off to you. And we're only touching on exactly what that looks like. And so, you know, part of my consultancy, and I'm not giving, giving my, my workspace a plug, definitely not. I know. It's about that. Plug, plug, plug away. Yeah. Um, people are going to be like, uh, we'll back on the podcast. We'd like to learn how to be more <laughs> Yeah. Please tell me. And the, the train was a lot longer than forty minutes. It was. It was all day. So, yeah, the training goes for about a good eight hours, seven or eight hours, doesn't it, Jackson? But it's it's all good stuff, you know. And, and this is what I love about. Yeah, sure, sure. So, so um, as you experienced in you know, the last couple of years, and this is just information for your viewers as well that you now want to listen to the podcast from time to time. Um, look, yeah, absolutely. My role is to develop, uh, to implement, facilitate, and mentor uh, people much like yourself that are that are coming from a good place with your heart to work with not so many good people uh, in their lives. You know, to find themselves in the out of home care sector uh, of Aboriginal foster children, or those that are suffering depression and and another means to self medicate. You know, and uh, to keep them uh, to help themselves cope, I guess, whether it be through alcohol and drugs and the likes. But um, part of what I do is my consultancy works on exactly what we're talking about, you know, exploring those cultural values, those cultural avenues, um, and, and, and developing up um, supportive strategies and information and training packages that they can employ and, you know, and implement inside their workspaces to provide to their, work, you know, to their workers, um, to their staff, to their colleagues. But, but equally important, Jackson, as you and I have um, experienced is to offer that to um, not so fortunate people that we call, unfortunately call our clients, you know, whether it be actual foster children, whether it be the families and the individuals that we work inside our, our depression clinics, um, you know, whatever that looks like for us. So that's exactly what I do in a nutshell, is uh, working with people much like yourself and others that want to um, strengthen their opportunities to, to, to get people to heal. In, in whatever ways they resonate with. I love that. I love that, Z. Where, where, can, we, where can we find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, brother, no, no worries. Um, look, obviously, um, you know, one, I'll, I'll give this a bit of a plug. Um, look, if people want to reach out to you, Jackson, that would be absolutely wonderful to connect with, with <laughs> Zeke Shaw and Zeke Shaw's consultancy. That's, that's quite all right. But, yeah. um, you know, should, they, should, should you be flat out all the time as well doing what you're doing? 
work that you do, Jackson. Mm. Um, they can always find you on LinkedIn, uh, you know, under the basic word Zeke Shaw, that's Z-E-K-E, Shaw, S-H-A-W. And you'll just see me there and you'll see my consultancy and what's what it's worth and it'll give you a bit more information. But I'm more than happy for people to reach out and connect with me um, and, and to explore what that might look like for them, whether it be on an individual basis or whether it be um, in that in that workspace as well, you know. So, yeah, more than happy to take any um, any inquiries whatsoever. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I just want to say, you know, we're talking about connection. I just feel so connected and so grateful and honoured to sit with you for this amount of time. And, you know, the ripple effect that I'm hoping that this continues to have um, on everybody that, that gets a chance to, to have you in their presence and can be present and accept and, and, and step into this. Um, to take on what they yeah. from it. So I, I just want to say a big heartfelt, super big inhale, exhale gratitude to you. <laughs> it's been unreal. <laughs> That's yeah. quite all right. If I can take this opportunity, Jackson, to, to mention for you, to you and your audience as well, and those that will, you know, unfortunately tap into this podcast down the track. Um, currently at the moment, in relation to my Indigenous leadership as well, um, I've been asked by the Australian Project uh, which is, you know, they have us, I think, uh, 110 satellite groups right across Australia, uh, especially given our current circumstances with Corona um, and, and this bizarre way the world's turning, to engage with them and to, um, you know, to work alongside them in that Indigenous space um, and, and help them um, find a leadership, uh, you know, complement their leadership team to, to align themselves with local sovereign nations right across Australia, mm. um, yeah, to, to support their local communities. So I guess I just wanted to take this opportunity, and if that's all right with you, to, to share with yourself and, and your audience. It's exactly that's where I'm sort of finding my, my energies right now, and I think that's just a, a very well-balanced, humane purpose of where I need to be leaning in towards. And so, guys, if you ever wanted to um, you know, tap into that space, I guess, moving forward, have a look. Australian project, and you'll find me there, and I'm more than happy to have a conversation in relation to that as well, because it's very, very similar to what Jackson and I talked about here today as well. Mm. Beautiful, and I'll put all those links and stuff like that in my website and in the bio in the show notes as well. Um, but again, you know, thanks for your service and thanks for all the experiences and knowledge that you have, Zeke. It's been absolutely unreal and an absolute pleasure. Oh, how do you top that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jackson, but I'll tell you what, um, if you ever feel as though that, um, you know, you're wanting another extended uh, type of uh, podcast moving forward, I, I'd be very happy to support you, very happy to, um, um, you know, uh, to walk alongside you because I know that the work that you do, brother, is it's heartfelt and it comes from a good place and, brother, I, I, I'm all good with that. I'm all good with that, man. Happy to support you, man. I appreciate that. All right, guys, so... That leads us to the end, but I'm actually going to introduce this new thing in the Reason With Me podcast. Um, I've created a, a playlist um, filled with songs that are all about relationships, all about emotions, all about self-worth and connection. And um, yeah, at the end of each episode, I'm going to select one of the songs that's on there and um, yeah, encourage you guys to continue feeling what you might have felt during this podcast and then also 
use their that playlist to, I guess, embrace and enjoy or um, experience whatever you're experiencing and, and really get into these songs. And I think um, music is such a good way to to get through or to bring through what we're, what we're going through. And um, I certainly love it. It's a big part of my life. So first selection is uh, a song by Matt Corby called Miracle Love. And why I love this song is it's very on theme today. We're talking a lot about uh, sovereignty and love. And uh, this just reminded me of, of that and how we can find miracles in, in that. And yeah, he just has killer voice and I've definitely had some moments listening to this song belting it out singing in my car and um yeah it's definitely definitely makes me feel so hope you enjoy it let me know if this is something you'd be interested in and I'll keep it going enjoy if you want to find out more about how therapy can help you kick some goals go check out findreasontherapy.com.au or the find reason therapy instagram